Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Faith to Go podcast, your one-stop shop for everything you need to have faith discussion throughout your week with your friends and with your family. My name is David Tremaine, and I'm the Minister of Formation at Good Samaritan Episcopal Church in San Diego. And I am Charlotte Pressler, and I am the Youth Missioner for the Episcopal Diocese of San Diego. And we have no guest today. It's David Just Charlotte. me and you. Sans guest. Yes. You know, it's good to get back. It's good to get back to just the duo every once in a while. You know, take yeah. a breather. Really get get going with that third point collaboration. <laughs> I enjoy a good third point collaboration, truthfully. It's very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, welcome, everybody. We are here for this uh, week leading up to uh, Sunday, June 28th, proper 8. And... Uh, the gospel this week is short, my friends. It is only three verses long, but there's so much to talk about in it. It's really amazing. Um, so we're going to get into that in a second. Um, but first, uh, we are going to uh, check in about uh, where we saw God this week, like we did, like we do every week uh, with our right. guest or when it's just us. Well, and Proper I think, eight. David, this week it's going to be me asking you. Um, can you tell us where did you see God this week moving in your life? Great question. Well, the thing that keeps coming to mind is that I got, um, I have Fridays off. Friday are the days I take off, and sometimes I get a Saturday off every once in a while. Um, and this past Friday, there were a bunch of, I wanted, I had some, like, some building projects around my house that I wanted to do. And... I got to, <laughs> on Friday, like in, around midday, um, both George and uh, my wife, Mary Lynn, were taking a nap. And so I went to Home Depot all by myself, and it was glorious. <laughs> and yeah. I just walked around and at a leisurely pace, and I got all the things I needed, and it was just like... I mean, I had a great time after that building the things, putting the things together. But there was something about just like having the <laughs> that like moment of uh, Home Depot freedom that uh, felt like a deep, a deep consolation. Just like the the space um, that it's like this, the like the space of of freedom that that God only God opens up. Um, and obviously, this is like a little tiny way that 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 showed yeah. itself, but. I still felt like it was a moment where I where I saw God uh, and felt felt God's presence, just kind of in this, just like openness to openness to possibilities. You know, like walking right. around having without having like a sense of like having to rush and needing to do something, needing to get back or anything like that. And so um, that was like a tiny way that I I saw God this week. Well, and also in the opportunity to just be David, right? Like. <laughs> yeah. Some of some of what this time set apart where we're all at home together has done is it's fostered connection with our families and our loved ones while we're together in this space. But there's also a, a loss of self in that, right? Like that we don't have that independent thought, that independent time mm-hmm. um, to really think about just who we are. And while it could sound ridiculous to say that, thank you, Home Depot, for providing that, mm-hmm. I think that any time that we have just to be on our own doing what it is that 
we want to do and opening ourselves up that way is mm-hmm. a connection point with mm-hmm. our true self and thereby a connection point with God. Yeah. And I think that this is, I mean, it, we, we have been talking the last few weeks very, very specifically and pointedly, and I think have incorporated it uh, for a long time, just the idea of, of the gospel as, as a, a message of justice, you know, and equity and equality, both personally and in a, in a personal kind of spiritual sense in our connection to God, um, but also in our, in our communal, cultural, national, global um, conversation and life together. Um, and I think that, you know, at this moment, there is so much work for all of us to do to bring about that kind of equity mm-hmm. in the kingdom of heaven. And that has to be coupled with, you know, with the personal practices that provide us the energy to continue to do that work. But, but it is important to, to create the space, whatever that space looks like, because it looks different for everybody. Yeah. But what I, I would, I, I think about it more as like, re, re, like tapping back into this deeper source of energy for justice that is God. And however we go about doing that, whether it is in relationship to other people or it is a, a personal thing that we do, a quiet thing we do, a loud thing we do, whether it's movement or stillness or with singing or with silence, however we are tapping into that deep source of energy that is, that is God moving in the universe and in our life, uh, that fuels us to be able to do whatever that work is that we are called to do for justice in this moment then we need to do that thing uh, yeah. as often as as often as we need to so um so we are going to get into the gospel but before we do that we want to hear from you we want to hear a few things from you we want to hear about any kind of questions or comments or stories you have from your week of faith discussion we'd also love to know what your practice of your regenerative practice is spiritual practice or mm. any kind of practice that you have that help that makes you that gives you that feeling of tapping back into that source of energy that is God uh, to do the work in the world that we're called to do uh, as Christians, as disciples, as followers of Jesus. So uh, you can email us. We would love to get an email from you, faith to go at edsd.org. You can contact us through uh, the Faith to Go website where you can find all of those Faith to Go resources every week, www.myfaithtogo.org. And you can also contact us through Instagram. Follow us on Instagram at faith to go So we are getting, we're going to get into the gospel for this upcoming Sunday, June 28th, which is proper eight. Uh, Charlotte is going to read the gospel. It's a long one, so buckle in. And <laughs> then I'll, uh, I'll give a little bit of context uh, proportional to the size of the gospel. And then we'll each have a point and then uh, throw in a third point that we come up with together. Three verses, three points. Mm. Here we go. Matthew chapter 10, verses 40 to 42. Jesus said, Whoever welcomes you welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person in the name of a righteous person will receive the reward of the righteous. And whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I tell you, 
none of these will lose their reward. All right. So this is this is short, but the section of the gospel that that within which this um, this these three verses sit is much longer because we've been hearing it for the last two weeks, and so this is the th- kind of part three of Jesus's sending uh, Jesus's message to his disciples before he sends them out. So this all is still happening. Uh, this is a continuation of of two weeks ago where we started from uh, Matthew chapter 10, verse 5. Uh, these 12 Jesus sent out with the following instructions, right? Go nowhere among the Gentiles, enter no town of the Samaritan, go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He tells them what to bring, what not to bring. That we talked last week with, uh, that was the f- two weeks ago with Mary Lynn, and then last week we talked with Maya uh, about, you know, what you hear in the dark, tell in, in the light. Um, I did not come to bring peace, but a sword, uh, fa- like pitting father-in-law against mother-in-law, daughter-in-law, um, members of the household against one another. Then this is the final words of that commissioning from Jesus. So we have to, as we talk about these points today, these, these, these three verses don't exist in a vacuum. And no verses exist in a vacuum. These are the last three verses of chapter 10, and they're the last three verses of this very long, you know, 40, 38 verse long dialogue, um, kind of one way dialogue where Jesus is sending out the disciples. So just keep that in mind that we're still in the same place. We're not, we haven't jumped anywhere. You know, we're still in this place, in the same context, in the same sending out, in the same preparation of the disciples to go out into the world. And be ready for the work that they are called to do, that work that we've been talking about these last two weeks. So, with that in mind, uh, Charlotte has the first point for this week. I do. And I'd like to say as part of that, that in the last two weeks, we've also had a lot of lists, right? A lot of lists and instructions and things like that. And even though this gospel is really short, just three verses long, we have a list still. Um, And the list is spelled out a little differently, and yet it is... You know, when I think of instructions, as David was just saying, quite often for me, when I haven't, when I'm going to write instructions, the first thing I do is make a list of what do I need to include, what do I need to do, and all of those things. And so, this part of those instructions include how we welcome people and who we welcome. And so, Jesus said, Whoever welcomes you welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Right? So, When I first read that this morning, preparing for today's recording, I did chuckle to myself on the inside at the tongue twister nature of Mm -hmm. how many times I got to say welcome in that line. But the repetition, I think, is intentional. Mm -hmm. I think that repetition is what connects us to Jesus and Jesus to God and thereby us to God. And then it's unpacked a little further right in the next section where it says, whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of the prophet will receive a prophet's reward. So carrying that welcome from us to Jesus, to God, and then saying, oh, whoever welcomes a prophet reminds us that we experience Jesus and God through the world around us. Hmm through the people that we choose to follow, through the things that we choose to engage with, um, for the, to the things that we open ourselves up to, right? Because following Jesus is not a set 
manual of how to do this and that we absolutely only do it this way. It's the experiences and the people that we open ourselves up to. It's where do you see righteousness in this world and how do you open yourself up to that even though it might be really uncomfortable and painful? Who are the prophets in this time, the people who are telling the hard truths, who are calling us to be the better version of ourselves and are we listening to them? Are we drawing attention to the message that they are sending? Are we welcoming them into our lives and into our circles and helping to spread that message in the world? Because it says right here that whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of the prophet will receive a prophet's reward. But in the verse before, it says, whoever welcomes you welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. So in all of this welcoming and all of this opening and cracking ourselves open, we realize that we're called not just to welcome Jesus into our hearts and our lives, but to listen to the prophets of the world, to open ourselves to people who are calling us to righteousness. Mm-hmm. And even though it's really uncomfortable and really, really hard to choose to do the work that helps us to follow that path. Yeah. So, it, and it is simple, but not easy. You know, it's, it's clear, <laughs> yeah. but it's uh-huh. challenge. It's really challenging because the, you know, we, there's, there's kind of like a, we often talk about someone being prophetic as like a as like a person who like knows what's going to happen in the future or can tell you the future. Mm-hmm. The the real the real connectedness of a prophet is to the present, is to telling the truth mm-hmm. of what is happening now, you know, and how that is disconnected from God's dream for us, from the mission of God in the world. And right now we are and especially those of us who are white and privileged are are being in, invited to do this very thing, to welcome, to open ourselves up to those people who are t- telling us the truth that we would rather not hear, that makes us uncomfortable. And so it's like we know, the way, the way that we know uh, we are welcoming, uh, we, are, we are opening ourselves up to the prophetic, to the righteousness of God, is that it's, it's going to make us uncomfortable. It's going to challenge mm-hmm. us because it's always going to be pushing past the status quo to a greater sense of justice and equality. And, and that, that kind of gets into the second point, because I, I was struck by like, the, the, um, the qualifications for, for welcoming a prophet and a righteous person and you know, giving this cup of cold water, these very kind of simple that yet challenging things, because it all, it, Jesus says, these all have to be in the name of a prophet, in the name of the righteous person, in the name of a disciple. And there's a lot of ways to, to tell us that there's, there's many ways that we do these kind of, these kind of actions, that we can, we, can, we can give a cup of cold water that ends up just kind of building up our ego instead of, mm-hmm. instead of, of opening us ourselves up to to the truth and the mission of God, there's plenty of ways that we can welcome people, but really still be kind of closed down to the truth that they're trying to tell us. There's plenty of ways that we can be in dialogue, but never be open to the the possibility that we have had it wrong, that we are being called into something new, that we are that that we shut ourselves off to that discomfort because it doesn't feel great. Um, but Jesus, Jesus is trying to 
invite us to be become aware of our motivations. You know, are we going into dialogue with people who are different than us in order to make ourselves feel better, or are we doing it to be changed? Are we doing it for the well-being and the and the equity of all, or are we doing it so we can check it off the list and say, "Well, I've done that. I I can be done now." And and so he's he's really trying to invite us to become aware of of our motivation and to try to link, to try to connect that motivation to a gr- a mission that's greater than our individual mission because the mission of God is is a communal act. The mission of God is something that we take part in and we don't own. And so mm-hmm. it's like it's like am I am I doing am I writing this thing am I saying this thing am I am I going into this relationship in order to look like I'm doing the doing the right thing or am I doing it because I genuinely want the kingdom of heaven the mission of God to be a reality in the world and if if my motivation is that ultimate communal goal then my discomfort is going to be a welcome part of that mission because my discomfort is going to do the exact opposite thing that any kind of ego project is going to do. And Jesus says it in that verse right before this, those who find their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. That's what he's talking about. It's yeah. like when we're, when we're going out and doing things for our, own sense of, for our own sense of well-being and comfort and building up our own kind of facade of do-goodery, then that is us trying to find our life. But really, Jesus is like, when everything, when you are getting broken down, when you're losing a grip on those things you thought were true, which I think is the experience as a white person of waking up to the realities of systemic racism and oppression that have been going on all the time that I've been taking part in, that I've been complicit in, that is losing my life because that is losing the reality that, that I thought my life was built on and it actually has never been. But there's also a deep sense that I'm taking part in the mission of God and not my own mission of feeling better about myself because that doesn't help anybody. It, it doesn't even actually help me. Well, and if you think about it, which I think takes us to the third point about this instruction about whoever gives a cup of cold water to even one of these little ones, everything that you just talked about, David, everything that you were sharing is hard. It's, it's challenging. It can feel daunting. Um, or overwhelming. And knowing that we are called to that work can produce a fear reaction in in all of us, right? Mm -hmm. That change of our lives, that giving up of the comfort of what we've always known to pursue righteousness um, and to want a better world, a more equitable world, can feel scary, Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, But the instructions on how to do it don't have to be that complicated, right? Like we don't have to be the person that designs the master plan that takes us from point A to and jumps us to point Z tomorrow. Um, There, We have to partner in that work, but it's all of the little steps that are really important to consider too, that cup of cold water that we offer. And one of the things that popped to my mind as you were talking was Maya, who was on the podcast last week. Um, She had wanted to walk in support of the protesters, one of the protests that was organized here locally in San Diego. But because she lives at home with her parents, she didn't want to jeopardize their health 
by going and possibly bringing something home to them. And so instead of being daunted by not being able to attend or not being able to participate the way that she thought she was going to, instead she said, I'm going to generate snack bags, Mm. right? Mm. And the people who had organized that march had said that the snack bags were for the people who were marching, but they were also for the local community of unhoused people that were there and that they would be given out and distributed. And so Maya posted on social media that she was going to try to make 25 bags and if you wanted to help her, that you could Venmo her. Mm -hmm. In less than 24 hours, she was able to pack 144 bags because of the generosity of other human beings who are like, I support you in this effort and endeavor. Mm -hmm. And so Maya was able to give a cup of cold water Mm -hmm. and connect by providing the bags. But so was everybody else who contributed to Maya's cause, Mm -hmm. right? Like to the work that Maya wanted to do, just the simple act of letting her do that work was also giving a cup of cold water to the little one in the name of a disciple mm-hmm. it was the, it was too yeah yeah and 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 I'd, and I and the other the other thing that to me that's interesting is like thinking about the reward of that of that work because like the deeper we go the reward that like what is the reward of a prophet what is the reward of a righteous person well like historically in the in scripture, those people don't get the kind of reward that we think about when we think about a reward. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like a whole mm-hmm. bunch of praise and exuberant joy from the community and like a cash, you know, and and a check, and, you know, a big check at their doorstep. It's like ostracization, uh, being like being being in tension with the status quo of 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 the world, um, being um, kicked out and questioned and and it's not like so if we when we are welcoming like these these acts are simple you know of giving the cup of water of welcoming the prophet but when we do when we actually are doing that and doing it for the sake of the mission of god that's going to change us and we are going to receive this reward that is not one of comfort, but is one of participation in the mission mm-hmm. of God. And so, like, if you don't watch out, you're going to become a prophet. And that's not going to be fun for you. But you will be actually doing what you are called to do. You know, right. if you receive the righteous, watch out, you might just become one. And, yeah. and that is going to push you into a life you did not envision for yourself that is more, much more uncomfortable, but much more in line with God's desire for your life, God's desire for the world, you know? Uh-huh. And so like, yeah, it, it, will, it will push us out, but it, it has to. There's no other option, you know? Otherwise, things will just stay the same. And, and we all suffer uh, when things stay the same. So. Amen. Yeah. and with that Um, that is three points so point number one for this week's gospel was charlotte's it was about welcoming uh and opening ourselves up uh to the prophetic to the righteous and to being changed two was uh about 
what is our motivation? You know, when Jesus asks us to do these things in the name of a prophet, in the name of a righteous person, in the name of a disciple, uh, he is asking us to become aware of how, wh- who are we aligning ourselves with? What mission are we aligning ourselves with? Is it God's mission or is it my mission? And, and more and more trying to invite ourselves to take part in God's mission, which is much bigger than any one of us. And then the third one is about these, the some, kind of the smallness of these acts as, as small, small steps towards receiving this, these rewards that in the end uh, do not lead to the kind of comfort that we originally set out for, that we thought life was about, but does bring us to deep participation and union with the mission of God and with the kingdom of heaven in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and watch out because those things will happen if you keep, if you keep going. Um, so, uh, having Can the heard, title of this podcast be watch out, watch out, <laughs> having heard those three points, uh, we invite you to go back and read these, you know, just slog through these verses. If you have the time, uh, chapter 10 verses 40 to 42, we invite you to uh, share any of your questions, comments, stories from your week of faith discussion. Also, those spiritual practices that you find regenerative in your life of doing the work of justice, share those with us. You can email us, faithtogo at edsd.org. You can contact us through the website, where you can also find all the faith to go resources, www.myfaith2go.org. And you can contact us or follow us uh, on Instagram, at faith to go So we will be back uh, next week for Proper 9, the first week in July, July 5th. And until then, we say goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody.